You're listening to Matt Walsh on demand. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Pets graduating. I hate us so much. (laughs) This is my I'm starting to hate America stuff. Not for patriots, not for what America is supposed to be, not for the founding fathers and the Constitution and the idea, the concept of personal freedoms and liberties, but for crap like this. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope you had a great week, gearing up for a, a great weekend. I think it's supposed to be it's supposed to be pretty nice in most 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 parts of the country. Um, I have a graduation ceremony to go to. My my brother is graduating from college, but it's a small college, so it'll be a short ceremony. Then there's beer afterwards, so I'm okay with that. I've made it very clear how I feel about graduation ceremonies in general. Not a big fan of them, but this one will be uh, will, will be okay. Um, if you are looking for something to do this weekend, there's this new movie coming out, the Mad Max Fury Road, that is getting a lot of great publicity. I think it has like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is better than The Godfather, apparently. People are calling it the best action movie of all time, and, but then there's also some people saying that there's a, there's a bit of a feminist undertone to the thing. And the problem is that these days, nothing, and I haven't seen it, but uh, and I asked my wife if she wanted to go see it on Friday. And she absolutely refuses. So I'm going to end up like a loser going to see a movie by myself. I said, is that what you want? To me, be like a loser in the theater by myself, lonely? She said, yeah, that's fine. All right, then that's what I'll do. Um, but yeah, the problem is that these days, no- nothing can ever live up to the hype. I'm hearing all this stuff about this movie because I'm a, I'm a nerd and I read all the movie news online. That's what I do. That's how I spend my time. And it's getting all this hype, but... But nothing can ever live up to it anymore because the hype just progresses and progresses to a delusional level. And this is with everything. It just it, it starts with people saying, hey, you know, this is a this is a pretty good thing. Pretty good flick. I, I enjoyed it. And then it just it, it accumulates on top of that. And then it's well, this, this might be the best movie I've, I've seen in five years. No, it's the best in a decade. No, this, this is the best action movie ever. No, this is the best movie ever. No, 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 no. Mad Max Fury Road is the single greatest achievement in the history of mankind. No, it's the greatest, greatest creation in the universe. Greater than man itself. It, it, it is God's crowning achievement. No, it, it is God. It, the movie is God himself. Bow down and worship the movie. And next thing you know, there are suicide cults surrounding the movie. And, and this is all uh, 16 hours before the movie is actually released. And it, it's not just with this. It's with everything is... These days, everything is the best or worst of all time. Everything. No matter what it is. Whatever the thing is, if you ask somebody about a thing that they just experienced, whether it's a slice of pizza or a movie they watched or, or a, a pair of jean shorts they just, they just bought, it's always going to be, well, this is the worst that I've ever had. Or it's the best ever. It is the absolute best. We have nothing in between anymore. We, it's, it, we have witnessed the death of... It's the death of moderation and nuance is what we've, is what we've witnessed. Um... All right, so look, this, this is what I want to uh, talk about mainly. Well, I can talk about movies with you if you want, the Road Warrior series. I am a fan. But instead, I want to talk about sexism. 
sexism in America. It's the new favorite-ism, um, especially with two Democrat women running for president. It's, this is, we're, we are going, we already have seen, but you cannot even imagine if Elizabeth Warren officially runs and uh, just the, it'll be kicked into hyperdrive, overdrive. Remember all the racism claims when Obama ran for president. It's going to be like that, but times a thousand. And we know that we know that sexism has replaced racism uh, as the trendy new ism because because now even Obama is being accused of it. I don't know if you've been following this at all, but um, Democrats Democrats have these are people that have never breathed a single word of protest against Obama in seven years. Never never said anything bad about him in seven years. Never said anything about him. Never said, never said a single bad word about him in seven years. And now all of a sudden they're calling him a sexist. And why is that? Because Obama disagrees with Elizabeth Warren on trade policy. So now even Obama is getting labeled. Even Obama is getting labeled. If he can get labeled, then anyone can. If they can call Obama a sexist, then, then, then anyone. It's just There's no hope for any of us. Uh, Obama disagrees with Elizabeth Warren on something. So the president of the National Organization for Women, she was uh, asked about it in an interview, and this is what she said, okay? This is what she said. And Obama's initial comment, it's not like Obama came out and, and said, well, Elizabeth doesn't, this chick over here didn't know anything about it. Hey, listen, broad, shut up. That's not what he said. Go back into the kitchen, stop talking about trade policy. The men are trying to have a conversation. There, I've got a stain on my shirt. Go wash my shirt. Takes off his shirt, throws it at her. No, that, that's actually not what happened. <laughs> Instead, he just said, well, hey, you know, Elizabeth and I have a disagreement. I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's basically what he said. Elizabeth and I disagree on this issue, is what he said. So uh, the uh, uh, president of, of now came out, and, and this was her response. She said, um, yes, I think it's sexist. I think the president was trying to build up his own trustworthiness on this issue by convincing us that Senator Warren's concerns are not to be taken seriously, but he did it in a sexist way. The clear subtext is that the little lady just doesn't know what she's talking about. I think it was disrespectful. <laughs> oh, the subtext, the microaggression, you know, this is what feminism has become. You take these ordinary human interactions behaviors uh, and, and you dissect it, you parse it down to its elemental chemical level. You search under, under, you put it under a microscope. You're just searching for the faintest hint of anything that might be considered possibly sexist. They become like scientists, you know, just they, they become almost scientific about it. Um, it. It's pathetic. But there's another example of sexism that I want to tell you about as well. And it's, it's very upsetting. Uh, so this is a trigger warning. I'm just warning you ahead of time. This might trigger you might cause a little uh, PTSD when you, when you hear this. But Jessica Valenti is a feminist writer, and uh, she recently took to Twitter to report an incident of sexism that she encountered. And she was victimized, okay? She's a victim. And it was, it, she, she tweeted about this atrocity, and this is what the tweet said. Uh, it said, The guy next to me on the subway was checking Twitter. He followed almost all the same people I did, but no women, all caps, Passive sexism is for real. It's for real, y'all. This is not sarcasm, folks. This is 
this is this is real what i just read she wasn't she wasn't trying to be funny that she meant she actually meant that she was stalking this guy uh peering over his shoulder looking at his twitter followers which is already strange strange behavior and uh she noticed that uh for for the moment that she was looking at his twitter followers or or the people that he follows on twitter um he she didn't see any women and not only did she so not only did she look at his twitter the people that he follows on twitter eavesdropping uh not only did she form conclusions based on it not only did she assume that he was sexist but she was so upset about it that she had to go on twitter herself and report him and this is what this is what some women have been reduced to you know, we, we talk all the time about infantilized men, but, but what about these infantilized whiny women? And that's not all of them, of course, but women like this, Jessica Valenti, the, the lady from now, I mean, these progressive feminists. It is, it's immature. It's, it is infantilized. In some ways, this might be the equivalent of the 35-year-old dude who just sits on his couch all day, unemployed, playing video games. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. This adolescent, childish kind of behavior. This, this weakness, this cowardice. I mean, this is not real femininity, is it? Weak and whiny? Constantly complaining about every little slight? That, that does not represent real womanhood. Uh, meanwhile, there's a university uh, diversity officer... In the UK, I have no idea what the 9 to 5 duties are in that position as a university diversity officer. What do you do as a diversity officer? You just go around and count diversity? You just walk into the, to the room and you start counting? Like, let's see, we've got uh, eight people in, in this room. Looks like four women, three black people. Looks like there's an Asian there, Mexican. Okay, we're good. Is that what a diversity officer does? But... Uh, anyway, she's a university diversity officer, and, and she, she hosted uh, an event that was supposed to promote diversity, I guess. So it made sense that she banned all white men from attending. Now, here's the message that she, she, uh, she put out there for everyone. She said, if you've been invited and you're a man and or white, please do not come. Just because I invited a bunch of people and hope you will be responsible enough to respect this as a BME black and minority ethnic women, and non-binary event only. Ugh. Ugh. Black and minority ethnic women and non-binary event only. So if you're not, if non-binary means like if you're transgender, uh, you know, if you're a man but you think you're a woman, or a woman you think you're a man, or whatever, human but you think you're a spotted owl, I mean, whatever it is, then you're non-binary. Of course, this sparked a back backlash, and uh, eventually she responded to the backlash. And this is this is she didn't apologize. This is what she said in response. She said, "There have been charges laid against me that I'm racist and sexist towards white men. I and ethnic minority women cannot be racist or sexist towards white men because racism and sexism describe structures of privilege based on race and gender, and therefore women of color and minority genders cannot be racist or sexist." since we do not stand to benefit from such a system. Utterly, utterly arbitrary definitions of racism and sexism. Wholly invented. No connection to reality at all. 
I mean, saying you can be sexist because the, you cannot be sexist because the system is against you, which it isn't, by the way. But but even if it is, uh, saying that hatred based on race or gender is only wrong in certain contexts. I mean, that's you're the one who is then trivializing sexism by contextualizing it. You're saying, well, it's not it's not objectively wrong. It's just wrong. It's wrong depending depending on the person, depending on the circumstance. And this concept of racism and sexism, this is not uh, this is not some kind of fringe fringe idea it, it used to be but then you know uh, enough universities got a hold of a of a of enough uh, people of my generation and the generation before and now this is a mainstream idea that if you are a woman or if you're black uh or if you're anything but a white man you literally cannot be racist or sexist i mean you could go out and say i think all white men should die they should all get cancer and die you could say that and it could not be considered a sexist or racist remark. You could go out and, and literally start killing them. You could start killing white men. Say, I want to kill all the white men and then start doing it. And nobody could call you sexist. That's the definition that these, these universities are teaching. Because feminism realizes that, that, that sexism is the only thing it, it has. I mean, women have full legal equality with men. They, they're even, in fact, they have more than that in some ways. There are some legal privileges that women have that men don't. There are none that men do that women don't. But there are some that women have that men don't. For instance, women have, and you can't really call this a privilege, um, but they have the power under the law to execute people. They can execute their children legally. That, that's a legal right uh, reserved for women only. It's a horrible thing. Um, but, it, but it is, so there is not, there is inequality under the law but it is, if you want to consider it this way, in favor of women. Or I'll put it another way, women have more leeway under the law. So being, being the case, all, the only reason feminism has to still exist is just, well, sexism. They say, well, there's still sexism out there. Yeah, women can vote, they can work, they can do whatever men can do legally. Uh, and even some things they, that men can't do. But there's still sexism. So, that, so therefore, we still need this grievance industry. We still need feminism. We need things like the National Organization of Women. And all these feminist writers and feminist pundits and feminist whatevers, uh, they all have a job because of it. But they need sexism so much to justify their own existence that they cannot share it with anyone. They, they, they can't share it. Because if they have to share it, if they allow uh, men to start pointing out instances of sexism against them, then all of a sudden the whole thing equals out. And then we'll all say, well, you know what? Uh, I mean, maybe sexism is just sometimes a part of the human condition. Some people are sexist. Some women are. Some men are. Uh, lots aren't, but some are. Just like some white people are racist, some black people are racist. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. It's not good. But um, the message should be a universal message of, hey, let's not hate people based on their skin color or their gender. That, that should be the universal message. Uh, but we don't need feminism for that. We just, need, we just need people. We just need moral people for that. So feminists can't allow that so that they have to claim sexism. It's just theirs. It's mine. Sexism is mine, is what they're saying. Now, my favorite sexism story this week is a study that the Huffington Post is reporting. And uh, I want to read the headline to you and a few paragraphs from it. Are you ready for this? Get ready for this, okay? It says, again, not a joke, people who are anti-abortion are also sexist. Worrying study finds. Yeah, the feminists are worried about it. Like, the, like the, they didn't expect. Of course, they, they did this study um, in order to find this result. There was, no, there was no chance of them not finding the result they wanted. But they're pretending they're worried by it. Like, oh my goodness, you're telling me anti-abortion people are sexist? I hadn't thought, I hadn't, well, I'm just, I'm worried and shocked. 
No, you got together in a room and said, let's figure out a way to pretend that anti-abortion people are sexist, and then you came up with this study. But uh, this is what it says. A new study has found a link between sexism and anti-abortion attitudes. PhD candidate Stephanie Begun and Professor N. Eugene Walls published a study in the May 2015 issue of peer-reviewed journal Aphilia, Journal of Women in Social Work, linking sexist attitudes with anti-abortion sentiment and proving no one is crazy for thinking that lack of access to abortion services have a lot to do with sexism. Uh, Begun used, Begun, that's her last name, used data gathered from a previous survey of 651 undergraduate students from six universities, 70% of whom were female, 30% were male. Um, so, so, so by the way, the, the, the female anti-abortion, um, otherwise known as pro-life individuals in this study, um, are counted as sexist, even though we were just told women can't be sexist. But I guess, I guess the, the exception is that, uh, conservative or pro-life women can be sexist against, now they still can't be sexist against men, but they can be sexist against women. So you get that? No woman can be sexist because of power structures, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, unless they oppose abortion, in which case they are sexist against themselves. S- women cannot be sexist against men, but they can be against themselves. So this, it says, analyzing the responses to a series of online surveys, she looked at three potential pr- uh, predictors of anti-choice attitudes. Hostile sexism, benevolent sexism, and combined scores of hostile and benevolent sexism. Research suggests that benevolent sexism pigeonholes women into roles as nurturers and caregivers, and that, uh, God forbid, God forbid a, a woman is looked at as a caring and nurturing person. Well, we can't have that. That's sexism. Next thing you know, we're going to call women generous and friendly. <laughs> we can't have any of that. You wanna, you're going to pigeonhole me as a friendly person. I don't want to be pigeonholed. Pigeonholes women into roles as nurturers and caregivers, and that women who seek abortions fail to live up to this ideal, hence the connection between benevolent sexism and abortion. Participants were asked how much they agreed with benevolent sexist statements like, Quote, in a disaster, women ought to be rescued before men. And quote, a good woman should be set on a pedestal by her man. As well as hostile sexist statements like, quote, women are too easily offended. And quote, feminists are seeking for women to have more power over men. And then they, apparently the people that had those sentiments often were pro-life. In other words, so what, what this actually proves is that pro-life people are rational and not insane. Are women easily offended? Uh, not all women, but these women are. Progressive women are definitely easily offended. Feminists are extremely easily offended. They're not just easily offended. They're just offended all the time. It's a, it's a perpetual state of being. So no, I guess you're not easily offended. You just, you just are. Any more than you, I guess you can't really say that um, water is easily made wet. It's just, it is, I mean, in some ways it is, in some ways it, it, it just is wet. That's, it, that's its characteristic. Right, so femini- feminists are, by definition, offended all the time. It's the only reason they exist, is just to be offended. But benevolent sexism. So you're nice to a woman, you're sexist. You're rude to a woman, you're sexist. You're indifferent, you're sexist. You're friendly, you're sexist. You're mean, you're sexist. You're neutral, you're sexist. It's pathetic. And I would like to know, of these, of these feminists, let me ask you this. If they're actually in a disaster, uh, uh, house is burning, she, you know, the feminist is stuck in a, in a room with a man, and a, a firefighter comes in, would, do you think the feminist would say, no, 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 take him first. I don't want to be the victim of benevolent sexism. Benevolent sexism is, is objectively wrong. Take him first. I will, I, I will stay here in the burning building. No, you better believe. You better believe she's going damsel in distress in that moment. You better believe in that moment. It's, oh, you big strong man, please whisk me away. Whisk me away now. I'm, 
I'm helpless. It's just frauds. Dishonest, complete and total frauds. This is why I say that feminism is poison. Because this is all that it is anymore. This is all that it is. We can argue about the history of feminism and and all that. Um, But these days, in America, now you want to go to the Middle East, Saudi Arabia or something like that, Iran, it's a different story. But in America, in the West, um, men and women have have uh, at a minimum legal equality if not as i said women actually having more rights than men but at a minimum legal equality and that was the only the only purpose the only real purpose that feminism could have ever served because feminism is not a religion uh feminism is not christianity feminism never you know held the secrets to the universe feminism doesn't have answers to the really difficult things. You can't turn to feminism to understand the, the really difficult questions about why we're here and, and the, the meaning and purpose of life. Feminism, if it ever served a point, it was a very purpose. It was a very specific purpose and sort of an obvious one. Women are, aren't allowed to vote. They aren't allowed to do various things that men are allowed to do. They should be able to do them. So feminism came along and said, and, and it was kind of like a bullhorn or a battering ram just saying, give us this because we deserve it. And, and, uh, and eventually women achieved it, which was good. So it was, a, it was a social and political movement that achieved something, but then it didn't want to go away because after it achieved the thing, it realized that it, it could go from achieving this this legal victory and once the legal victory is is achieved now it can become an establishment of its own and as an establishment it can be extremely profitable so that's what that's all feminism has done for the last uh, several decades it's just been around to justify its own existence you take the national organization of women for example uh, i don't know how much the ceo of that company or the you know president or whoever of that organization makes but i guarantee you it's a handsome income National Organization of Women makes a lot of money. No reason for it to exist. No reason for it to exist. It's like, it's like the Al Sharpton of women. Al Sharpton has made a lot of money for no reason. Just inflaming the racial tensions that he supposedly wants to heal. Feminism inflames the division between men and women by saying it's trying to achieve equality. And the worst thing about it is the way that it demeans women. Because this is just pathetic. And embarrassing. Feminism does not elevate women anymore. It reduces them. It reduces them to to this. To all the things I just read. It, it reduces them to whiny, crying infants. Which is why I'm happy to say, happy to say that uh, all the women closest to me in my life, wife, sister, mother, uh, sisters, have four. N- none of them would identify as feminists. None of them going around crying about sexism. I've, I've never even heard them use the words before. Except to make fun of feminists, which is great. And they're strong uh, women. Strong adult women. And there are a lot, of, a, a lot of strong adult women out there. But just like there are, just like there are um, these, these uh, men out there that have, been, that have been reduced and have devolved into uh, infantilized brats, there are women as well. But the only difference is that there's an entire institution of feminism trying to convince women or trying to pull women in that direction. And it's just, um, it's a really, it's, it's just really bad news. So what I could say is any men listening, um, go and, go and uh, hug, hug the non-feminist in your life today because be thankful. 
be thankful that you're, if, if you're not uh, surrounded by feminists, be thankful for that. And if you are married to a feminist or in, in, in a family of feminists, then uh, God bless you and, and, and good luck, you brave soldier. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, Facebook.com slash Matt Walsh blog, at Matt Walsh blog on Twitter. I'll talk to you next week. Acruce Salus. Godspeed, everybody.